the sin debt has been paid. The sin debt has been paid. Now, for some weeks now, we have been dealing under the main subject, trapped by your traditions, with the subheading, under grace. Someone say under grace. We know by now throughout this teaching that we're uh, no longer under law, which we were never born under law, not those of us who are new creations in Christ, but we are under grace, God's unearned favor, God's unmerited favor, God's enabling power. Who have gotten that so far? Amen. In other words, we know that as new creations in Christ, our righteousness, our justification before God is not based upon how good we are, but it's based upon Jesus' goodness before the Father. So we are made right before God by what Jesus has done, not by what we do. Who, who gets that? Amen. Guys, guys, focus on me. So we are justified by what Jesus did, not by what we do. So we're justified how? By the finished work of Jesus. Now, on the last couple of weeks, we have been dealing with sin consciousness, sin consciousness. And we've seen under the old covenant because of the yearly sacrifices, because of the continuation of sacrifices of various animals, there was always this lingering consciousness of sin that the people could not get away from <laughs> because those sacrifices did not have the power, daughter, to remove sin. Then we seen throughout this teaching, and last week we talked about um, guilt be gone, and we said that the believer, those who are new creatures in Christ, should no longer have a sin consciousness because it has, our uh, sin consciousness has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We've seen this in Hebrews. Who remember this? Now listen, I am dilatory on this teaching by design. Again, when you have been indoctrinated with religion, and what I mean by religion, uh, man trying to justify himself before God based upon his merit, based upon what he does. When you have been taught that for so long, it takes more than two or three teachings to get that out of you. Why? Because for the most part, not all, but for the most part, Christianity has, has handed us a performance-based Christianity. And when you understand Christianity or having a relationship with Jesus, it's not about Religion. It's about having a relationship. Oh, who gets this? And because of that erroneous or uh, incorrect teaching of what we have learned now that the gospel is the gospel of grace, which Paul said that was his message, or the gospel, which is literally the finished work of Jesus. So, but consequently, as a result of improper teachings relative to our relationship with Christ, many live under this cloud of guilt and condemnation because they're forever reminded, Pastor T, of sin consciousness. But when you are born again, listen to this now, the sin problem that you and I have with God, that issue has been settled with the Father. Now, you still have the ability to fall short, Alina, but the sin matter has been dealt with the Father. So he has no more consciousness of your sin. Why? Because that account for the one who has accepted Jesus has been paid in full. Who gets this? Now, we're talking about, write this subheaded down for today, the sin debt has been paid. Now, this is important because a sin consciousness will forever have you feeling guilty and condemned before God. <laughs> you will always feel undeserving. We know it to be true. I'm not soliciting amens, but those of us who were in that, we know. Where does the condemnation come from? When I 
don't walk just right, what we've been told, oh, God's going to get you. And I'm going to show you we're saved from his wrath. Now, hold on. yeah, that's good. But yeah, let's, yeah, thank God. But, 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 but there are, now, if I fall short, what, what I want to establish today is that although there are consequences, we can't say that those consequences are a result of God. No, that's because you chose to do that, not him trying to get my attention. God doesn't hurt you to get your attention. He gets your attention by talking to you. Again, God chasing those whom he loved. Again, that word chasing, that I often make reference of in Hebrews, it means he educates those whom he loved. How does he do it? Through his word. So when he says God chasing those whom he loved, uh, Brother Carter, he's talking about God educates those through his word, those whom he loved. Okay, then again, that's going against the word, minister, if he has to hurt me. Why? Because I've been delivered from his wrath. And if we're not, Jesus needs to come back and try it again. Are you with me? Listen, guys, this is so important because, again, my perception of God determines how I worship God. And if my perception of God is I have to be perfect or I have to walk a certain way and never miss it in order to be justified or procure heaven's blessings, you would never probably find yourself walking in that because it's not based upon how you walk. Walk upright. But blessings are procured by how you believe. Notice, we live from the faith of Jesus. We live in, by faith, what do you mean, in agreement with God. So no matter how imperfect I am or what I'm working on, my, my profession of faith, man, of God, Homer Legia, that agreement is I am what God says I am, even though in the natural I may not be all whatever in your eyes, I can still receive heaven blessings because I believe right, not because I walk right. And if I walk right, no, and if I believe right, daughter, the walking right would take care of itself. Again, Minister Cake, the Lord is more concerned about how you believe rather than how you walk. Because we have a lot of people who walk right but don't believe right. So they, they, they wear the, the certain attire but still feel condemned. They don't wear it. They don't wear this. They don't do this. And they do all the natural stuff, but they still feel guilty and condemned. Why? Because they're trying to walk. But their belief about God is not right. So they still feel condemned. Watch this. Oh, man. I'm going to try to get it to you. I'm going to try to, let me put this disclaimer out there. I'm going to try to do it in 45. And the clock's no, the clock says 36 minutes left. So let me just say this. If in 36 minutes we're not where I want to be, do I have your permission? To, to, to go a couple extra minutes. I have to ask permission now. I, I asked the, the secretary the other day if I could get a key to her office. <laughs> yeah, we had a counseling session up here. She said, I will see if the board will approve it. I said, well, let me know what they say. <laughs> so having said that, I need to ask, will the board allow me to go over 45? <laughs> but that sin consciousness will have you Forever feeling guilty before God and condemned before God. Now, you have to understand that guilt is a powerful emotion. Now, I'm not talking about, now, we're talking about the sin debt has been gone, okay? In, in reference to what we're talking about relative to guilt, we're talking about how we view ourselves in light or 
how we think God sees us in relation to our relationship with God. Not if you wrong someone, there should be some feelings of remorse. So we're talking about in our relationship relative to God, okay? But guilt is a, it, it's an powerful, it's an powerful emotion, of course, and we know that involves our feelings, but it involves feelings of shame, humiliation, condemnation, man of God, frustration, depression, and it weighs on your esteem. That's why sometimes you can meet a total stranger. And because they walk with a confidence, because they know who are they, because they know who they are in God, people can often be intimidated by that person, threatened. It's nothing they've done. It's just that they have a poor image or an incorrect image of themselves. So since I feel condemned, since I feel frustrated, since I'm the, I experience levels of depression, now I'm looking at you through the lenses of how I view myself. That's another teaching for another day. So it's harmful to your spiritual and mental health. So as believers, it's very important, beloved, that we see ourselves in light of how God sees us. Now that word sin simply means, you can write this down, it literally means missing the mark. Okay? It's guilt. It's a fault. It's rebellion against God. Missing the mark is falling short, watch this, of the moral standard of God's perfect goodness. So when Adam abdicated the promise, when he fell, him and Adam, Adam and Eve, of course, Adam was given... Uh, the credit because the responsibility was on him not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil was given to him. <laughs> Are you with me? So, so missing the mark, so when they abdicated the promise, there was a falling short of the moral standard of God's perfect goodness. Now, some may say, well, did it start with Adam? No, it started with Lucifer. Let me show you, Ezekiel 28, 15. So sin has its origin in Lucifer. Ezekiel 28, 15. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Now we're going somewhere because a lot of times people, they come at people in a very judgmental fashion because of maybe an act. Those are residuals of sin. That's not who you are. <laughs> so even if even after becoming a son, if I fall short, you are not that thing. Why? Because you've been washed. Oh. Let, let me show you this because I don't want to get stuck there. So you got that up? So you were perfect in your ways from what? The day you were created till iniquity, found, iniquity was found in you. Do you see this? So sin entered, now get this, understand that sin entered the earth realm through who, we, who was identified as Satan in the garden. So it entered the earth realm, man of God, by way of Satan. You, you remember he and the third of angels were kicked out of heaven because when he wanted to usurp his authority, his throne above the throne of God. No, you got to go. Yeah, you got to go. See, iniquity had got in his heart. So sin entered the earth or that ability to miss or to fall short of God's perfect goodness. It entered, entered the world through who? Satan. But it entered man through Adam. Who gets what I'm saying? Which started in the garden. So, and as a result, let me show you this. 
So as a result, again, of Adam's rebellion, man was separated because sin separates you from God. Okay? From the presence of God. We were alienated as well as separated from the presence of God. Are you with me? Which resulted in a spiritual death, which brought about a physical death. Are you with me? So man, God's original intent was for man to live throughout eternity. That's why when you are born again, you're now back in right relationship and have eternal life. You hear? And when you study the Word of God, everything from the book of Genesis to Revelation, not Revelations, Revelation. It was one revelation that John had. So anybody who's saying Revelations, Revelation, it was one revelation. Okay? So, but everything from Genesis to the book of Revelation is trying to get us back to Genesis. In the state before man had fallen. Let me, so it entered the earth realm through Satan and entered man through Adam. Romans 5, verse 12. I want to read verses 5, 12, and 18. I, I, I want to show you this because Because sin had entered the earth realm, and of course, man. Since man was separated from God, there had to be someone to come whereby we could be back in right relationship with God. So because of that sin, man owed God a debt, and somebody had to pay the debt. And we've seen the promise of this in Genesis 3, around verse 15, about his seed shall bruise your head and his heels, his seed shall uh, bruise his head and his... Y'all know what I'm talking about. That was a, in reference to Christ. So thank God he had a redemption plan in place. Uh, when Adam sinned, what happened? Into the world. Or literally, man. We, 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 and the reason why I'm saying that because he got it from who? As a result of uh, taking, listen to Eve being deceived by the devil, what happened? They broke their uh, covenant, if you will, with God. When Adam sinned, sin entered the what? The world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone have. Everyone sinned. So what that literally means, because of Adam, we've inherited the sin nature. So that's why all have sinned. Why? Because of Adam. Who gets this? So we shouldn't look at people, oh, you old dirty, rotten down scoundrel. I didn't do anything. This was inherited. I didn't. See, it was nothing you did. Are you here? But just like there was nothing you did to become a sinner, there's nothing you can do work-wise to become righteous, other than believing that is, but not through a performance. So we're all born to Adam's physical family. That's what that literally means, we're born into sin which brought about separation from God and a physical death to mankind. So, and, and as a result, what did they do when, after they fell? Y'all remember what they did? What did him and Eve go do? They hid, them, did they hid, they hid themselves, right? Watch this. So, we, that's where we inherit that guilt. That's why the first, when we mess up what we do, we try to hide it, cover it up. You got that from your daddy, Adam. <laughs> so stop blaming 
I know we daddy, daddy. Like, no. Well, he got it from somebody else. It goes back to Adam. So we inherited his guilt, his sinful nature, and God's judgment as a result of that, or wrath. See, it was nothing we did. Why, I'm get, why am I getting beat? Because of what? So there had to be someone to be the sacrificial lamb, which was Christ, in order whereby we can be placed back in right standing with God. Someone say, thank God for Jesus. Watch this. And because, no, no, uh, watch this. And because of Jesus, Alina, we have escaped God's judgment. See, this is what we got to get past because, again, people are serving God under this cloud of guilt and condemnation, and they're not able to serve God freely. That's too much pressure. You shouldn't worship with the feelings of guilt. Now, again, we've seen that grace makes us what? Eager. We've seen this in Titus 2, right? Makes us eager to want to live the right life, leave ungodliness and all those sort of things. So when you understand grace, man of God, that will cause you to gravitate towards God's goodness, not get out here and act any kind of way. But you can't teach this without, again, someone, well, that doesn't mean. Who said that? You get out here and live any kind of way. Who, who did you hear say that? Are you with me? See, that's that sin consciousness. Are you with me? Verse 18, yes, Adam's one sin brings Condemnation, that word condemnation in the Greek, it literally means punishment for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings what? Right relationship with God and new life for everyone. So whereas I was condemned by Adam, I was justified through Jesus Christ. Just as if, that, what justification means, of course, means you're free, you're cleared. It's just as if you never missed it. So that's how God sees you, just as if you never missed it. That's why Christ presents us holy, blameless, and above reproach before God. Why? Because in him, he sees me just as if. Oh, y'all. Are you here? Verse 19, because one person disobeyed God. Yeah, okay. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. So how did we become sinners? When you did that thing when you were 17, that ain't how you became a sinner. No, no, you were born into sin and shaping in iniquity. So you didn't become a sinner at your first recollection of disobeying mama. No, that disobedience is a result of what was inherited. <laughs> That's why you, you don't, notice, you come into world, nobody teaches you to do wrong. That's why you don't have to talk to be wrong. You, you, why? That was inherited. This is good to me. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person, thank you, Lord, obeyed God, many will become or many will be made righteous. Now, because of Jesus, however, we can trade our judgment or we can trade judgment for forgiveness. We can trade our sin for his righteousness. That's why God desires all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Not because all, it, it, why? Because sin entered because of Adam. So every person who has been, whatever their belief, who has been created by God in order to get back in right relations, there has to be an acceptance of Jesus Christ into your life. Are you here? Why? Because no other man was given 
or no other name, excuse me, was given under heaven whereby man must. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, the only sacrifice. Are you with me? Now, so now watch this now. So he entered through who, man of God? Adam. Now, before the law was given, sin was not imputed to man. Although men were still sinners because of it was inherited, it was not imputed. It was not imputed or accounted to men until the law was given. So after the law was given, now it was credited to your account. <laughs> Are you here? So after the law was given, sins committed in violation of God's law, it was imputed, which means to, it's an accounting term, which means to be credited to that person. Are you, are you here? It was, it was charged to them. In other words, all these little things that after the, which we were, you know, once the law was instituted, once those things were imputed, that was part of the reason of the sacrificials, the, the sacrifices, very sacrifice, you know, the, where they, whereby they could be uh, justified before God by doing these which were types and shadows into who came the reality or the substance came, which was Christ, right? Now, let, let me show you this. And the reason I'm, I'm, I want to show you this is because we have looked at sin as some dirty, wicked, and, and makes people, no, just to miss the mark, to fall short of God's righteous standard. And all the other stuff are just residuals or effects of what came about as sin, the getting low down and dirty. But you are not that thing. And that's where a lot of people feel condemned too because they think that they're, the, no, you are not that. You hear? Romans 5, 13, New King James. For until the law... Romans, yeah, okay. Read, read aloud with I want it to get in your spirit. Come on, ready, let's read. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Now, Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. And it ticks me when pre people preach this, they preach it with fear. Ah, oh, the wages of sin is death. That, that's, not, that's not saying because I'm a sinner, you're going to die because you made a sin. No, the payment... For Adam missing the mark, its payment was death. Not because I missed it, because he missed it. That's the payment. But, where we at? Romans 6.23, thank you. Ask the board if we can go to Romans 6.23. Board of directors, if, do you mind if we go to verse? For the wages of sin is See, then they, we never hear the other part preached. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ. So, uh, again, because of what Adam did, we were deserving of death. But because of what Christ did, we have everlasting life. So, when, it, when it, you have to understand what, he's, what he says for the race of death. He's not saying... Oh, you, you, you out here sinning, trying to get you to receive Jesus. Y'all know for the wages of sin now, it's death. The payment. Watch this. The payment. That word wages, wages simply means payment. So that's where we get the debt from. Because you're saying you owe me a payment now. You have a debt. There's a debt now. And someone has to pay this debt. Are you here? There was an outstanding debt on, over our heads. And it must be paid. That's why when you understand that our consciousness has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, what part of the debt being satisfied don't some of us get? It's paid in full. Your sin debt 
has been paid. Now, you can still fall short, but the debt has been paid. Watch this. And since the debt has been paid, there's no consciousness of when you miss it. Oh. I, don't, I have to go there real, real quickly. Just let me show you real, real quickly. Oh, man. Terran, go to Hebrews 10, 17 real quick. Let me show you something. Romans 4, 8, Hebrews 12, uh, Hebrews 8, 12. Real quick. Y'all trying to. Hebrews 10, 17. And, and their sins and their lawless acts, I will what? I will. I will. Remember no more. No longer holding their sins. Okay, okay. We went over this last week. I just wanted to show you something because of the statement I just made. Romans 8 and 4. Watch this. So that the righteous requirement, just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in those who do not. Uh, is, is that it? No. Wait. Romans 4, 8. Romans 4, 8. Did I say 8 and 4? <laughs> Blessed ah, and happy and favored. Is the man or woman who sin the Lord will not take into account nor charge against him? Why? Because once you become a believer, your debt has been satisfied. So there are those who are still in debt because they have not accepted Christ. That's why we have to have the right perception of God so we can reach people from a standpoint of his love and his goodness so they too can have their debts paid. Watch this. Watch this. Who sin the Lord will not take into account, who will not charge against him. Hebrews 8.12. Let's get back to what I was saying. This was on y'all right here. I hadn't intended to go there. That was on y'all. For I would be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. What is that? What does that sound like, Crystal? See, again, Whatever, whenever you accepted Jesus as your Savior, your debt was paid. So, as we see on the week, I'm a son now. Now, I can fall short. Get up, keep running. But the debt's been paid on that matter. Someone say the sin debt has been paid. Now, we've seen in John 19, 13, when Christ was on the cross and said it is finished, or tetelestai, okay, which uh, another accounting term, which literally means paid in full. The law was fulfilled. The prophecies the, all of the old covenant prophecies concerning Christ was fulfilled. The sin debt was paid in full. Are you here? Colossians 2, 13, 14, ERV. Let me show you something. So because of what Adam did, we owe God, man owed God what? A debt. Right? It's almost like Mama Dem decided to go early and you left with all of this debt. You're like, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> 
you inherit. <laughs> you were spiritually dead because of your. See, again, when you, I want you to refer back to Adam because of what, Adam. Okay, and because you were not free from the power of your sin for self. Let me start over. You were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self. But God gave you new life together with who? Christ. He forgave. So when a debt's paid, that's past, present, and what may occur at lunch <laughs> and future. I hear that. We all, all walk up right. Amen. Yes, we do. <clears throat> Verse 14. Because we broke God's law. Now, in here, these individuals, again, under the law, there were those who, who broke God's law by not keeping the demands and requirements. And, and there was a judgment because of that. Because we broke God's law, we owe what? A debt. But the debt originated with Adam. A debt that listed all the rules we failed to follow. But God forgave us of that debt. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. So when Jesus declared it is finished, it was nailed to the cross. Are you here? Now, understand this. Now that the sin debt has been paid, in full that is. There's no pending punishment for the believer from God when he misses. Who heard what I just said? I didn't say there are no consequences. I'm saying there's no pending punishment from God when you miss the mark. Why? Because the debt, because of the debt being paid, Notice we were under God's wrath because of Adam. You're under the blood now. <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all, not, y'all, oh, they're not even. <laughs> it's important to understand, beloved, that when a believer in Christ experienced, because there are some consequences to, from falling short or sin, if you want to say, but your sin debt has been settled. But again, that doesn't mean that you no longer have the ability to fall short. You do. But in the eyes of God, you are a son now. You are a sinner saved by grace. But stop quoting, I'm just an old sinner. you either a sinner or a son. Which one are you? Well, if you are a sinner saved by grace, you, you, you are now... A son. So rather than saying I'm an old sinner saved by grace, I was a sinner, but I was saved by his grace through faith. <laughs> Are you here? So it's important to understand that when the believer in Christ experiences consequences for the sin, it is not because he's under God's condemnation, wrath, or retribution for anything he has done. Okay? I, I'm going to show you. I'm going to just, yeah. So, and I'm saying that to say, Chelsea, a lot of times when people, something happens, the first, they talk about how bad Satan is, but when something bad happens, oh, that's God. He wants you to stop. What, why would he do that? And, and let me tell you something. If, if, if we're, as believers, still under God's wrath, if we're still under his judgment and punishment, the devil's after us, Don't, then all I hate us, as people say. We, we, I mean, I, I mean, who's fighting for the little boy inside of us? For the little woman that's inside of us? Who's fighting for me? We don't have a fighting chance. You mean the Lord's a hater too? We got to do better. Again, notice this teaching started with trapped by your traditions. And we have promulgated, perpetrated what was handed down without even doing study ourselves. We just, that's what I heard, so. 
Man, you, you should have a, when you, when you think about God's goodness, man, th- there should be a, a, a clear, clean, pure consciousness about your relationship with him. Not this God with a gavel in his hand just looking to beat you over the head. That's not the God we serve. I know it's hard to penetrate because that's not the God that's been presented. Think about most of what was heard was pretty much condemning. And and some can't can't get through a homily or a message without talking about how good he is, but before they close. (laughs) About how many whippings you're going to get if you don't do. But he good, though. He real, real good. So it's not because, again, the consequences that we experience, it's not because we're under his condemnation of wrath or retribution for anything we've done wrong. Let me show you something. Romans 5.1. Is that the original time? <sighs> Therefore, you hear? I write, write down what I just said so you can remember that these verses go. It is not because... Write this down. It's important to understand that you can say, make it personal. When I experience consequences for falling short or sin, if you want to say that, it is not because I'm under God's condemnation, wrath, or retribution. Again, no one is saying live any kind of way. Who's ever heard that? Okay, because you, you, when you teach this, people, that sin consciousness, just ha, have you reverting back to, yeah, but people, yeah, but yeah, yeah but yeah. Stop thinking that way. You've been cleansed. Therefore, since we have been justified, that is what? Acquitted of, listen to this, guys, acquitted of sin, declared how before God? Blameless before God by faith. See, you have to grasp that fact. I've been cleared. And, and watch this. And when you fall short because of his grace, it makes you eager. You find yourself falling to that thing less and less until you're no longer affected by that thing. Are you here? Therefore, since we have been justified, that is acquitted of sin, declared blame before God, let us grasp that fact that we have, look, look, you have peace with God. And the joy, listen. There should be a joy because of the reconciliation. Are you here? With him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Messiah, the Lord one. That word justified, it's a legal term, again, meaning the believer, and you can look it <clears throat> up in your Greek concordance uh, on 1344. Uh, but it's a legal term, meaning the believer is made righteous, justified. You hear this? By the Lord. Write this down. Cleared. This is what you'll see when you look it up. Cleared of all charges or punishment related to their sins. That's what it means. So where he said you have been justified, you have been cleared of all charges or punishment related to falling short. Romans, Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. Some of you, it's hard to believe, but I admonish you to believe the word of God, Brother Jackson, above man, word, that goes against the word of God. You hear? Amplified, please. Romans, Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. Watch this. Who sees this? In him we have redemption. Listen to this, guys. That is our deliverance and salvation through his blood. Listen, you've been, whatever the proclivity may be, you've been delivered from it. So no longer call yourself a whatever. The proper term would be 
you might be a struggling Christian, but don't I, I'm no longer a fornicator because you've been washed. Oh y'all, I I I'll try to show you that here in a second since y'all looking at me like. Because you got to know who you are. See that guilt? I still have you thinking you still some old sinner. That is our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which, watch this, paid the penalty. How many more verses do we need to see for our sin and resulting in what? The forgiveness. God, my Abba, And complete, it resulted in forgiveness and the complete pardon of our sin in accordance with his riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and understanding with practical. Do you see this? He lavished this on us. God, guys, those of us who, who are believers, will you say this? I have been completely pardoned. Of my sin. Yeah, now that's good news. That's the finished work. That's the message I want to hear. Not me receiving Christ and I fall short and I'm forever condemned and told I'm a heathen. Well, you need to come get saved again. Well, at what point is me getting coming to the altar going to be sufficient? If the first time wasn't good enough. See, that's like that old sacrificial system. Well, well, that didn't work, so you have to what? Do it again. Do it again. Are you here? Romans 8 and 1. Oh, yeah. And one more verse. We should be good. Watch this. There is, therefore, therefore there is now no... Condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are See, again, I'm not saying there are no consequences behind you falling short or what we consider might be a sin, which literally means to fall short or something that falls below God's moral standard. I'm not saying there are no consequences behind that. I'm saying don't say those consequences are God's punishment. Well, why would you say that? Because I'm just saying what the Word says. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus who believe in him as what? Personal Savior and Lord. Okay? Let me read these. Roman, and you can put it up, Tamar, but listen to me. Romans 5, 9 through 11. Listen to this. Therefore, since we have now been justified, declared free of the guilt of sin... So there should no, be no longer a sin consciousness, no longer a, uh, a mindset of condemnation. Are you here? Declared free of the guilt of sin by his blood. How much more certain is it that we would be saved from the wrath of God through him? Who sees this? For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, is it much more certain, having been reconciled, that we will be saved from the consequences of sin? Being that you saying this is from God, no. Now, there may be some consequences, but don't say that there are consequences from him. Well, the Lord had to take your baby because you, you stepped outside of your marriage. The devil is a lie. Don't put that on God. I don't know why the miscarriage happened, but don't you walk away believing, well, that's, that's God's way of punishing me because well, why would he do that to someone who's being forgiven and all these real people who still owe a debt having more babies than they need? But that's, what, that's what's being put on the body of Christ.
by his life, that is, we will be saved because of who? Because Christ lives today. Not only that, listen, but we should also be rejoicing in his love and perfection through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have what? Received joy, excuse me, received and enjoy our reconciliation with God. Guys, listen, uh, write this verse down, Ephesians 2, 3 through 5. Y'all want me to read it real quick? Because I only have one more after this. And, and you know, I haven't seen you all week. It, and, but in all seriousness, if I'm not being a, a faithful steward over the Word of God throughout the week, there's a daily lifestyle of devotion and worship. When I come on Sunday, it's, for some, it's almost like we got to get reoriented all over again because, Pastor, I done fell short all week. And, and God still loves you. But when you understand his grace, it'll make you eager to get up, keep running, and see there they go, don't forget, repent. I've been forgiven. I, I receive his forgiveness. Oh, help us, Lord. Okay. <laughs> See, that religious always got to re repent. And go on and repent then. But know that you've been forgiven. Are you here? Have I started reading these verses yet? Okay. Among these unbelievers, we also once lived passes. He was talking about those who were influenced, if you read up, influenced by uh Satan, among these unbelievers, watch this. We all once lived in passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful nature, indulging the desires of human nature without Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature children under, do you see this? Under the sentence of God's wrath. So if I was under his wrath while I was a sinner, I'm still under his wrath as a son? Why not remain? If I'm, I mean, if I'm going to stay under his wrath, what's the use of... I'm just saying, just be logical for a minute. If I was under his wrath as a sinner, you have to know that I'm no longer under his wrath as a son. Do you see this? Just like the rest of mankind. Verse 4, but God being so very... Rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love in which he loved us. Verse 5, even when we were, here it goes, spiritually dead and separated from him because of what? Our sin. See, there go that spiritual uh, alienation, separation from God. He made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, make it personal. I have been saved from God's judgment. Why? Because when I become a believer, my sin debt, that which had me separated from God, has been paid, and I'm now reconciled to God. Last verse for real. First Thessalonians 5, 9 through 11, and, and, and I'm done. I'm done for today. Petitioning for more time. Pray for me. Set yourselves in agreement. For God, let me tell you something. Your children going to be good. Uh, long, uh, assuming you keep letting them be saturated in this environment. They're not grow up with some of the stuff that we've been preached they can have so much, you can have your own wing on your house. Yeah. When you get 80, 90, 110, and you just don't want to walk like you used to or whatever, you got your own. 
because their, their mindset toward God has always been it, 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 correct. So, so they, they know that it's because of my agreement and, and, and my, me standing in agreement with God, not how, how I act. What you saying about me? No, you, since you've been here, you're good. Now I'm just saying, you know, we had to work on you, though. We, we had to work on you. <laughs> for God has destined us, for God has not, excuse me, destined us to incur his wrath. Do you see this? That is, he did not select us to condemn. Guys, where, where are we getting this from? But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, it was never his intent for us to be under his wrath. He didn't destine us for that. It came because there was someone who abdicated the promise, forfeited the promise. Verse 10, who died willingly for us so that whatever we are awake, so that whether we are awake or asleep, dead at Christ's appearing, we will live together with him, sharing eternal life. Look at verse 11. Therefore, encourage and comfort one another and build one another up just as you are doing. See, if anything, we should be encouraged as believers. Your debt was paid. I don't know why that happened. I mean, you probably shouldn't did it. He had no business being over there. God still love you. But don't say that's his wrath. You walk downtown Atlanta, walk in the police station to start acting a fool. And you carry, you carry a BB gun, and they think it's a real gun. And, and they just not knowing, they just, that's not God's wrath. But that's what some... I had to teach him a lesson. What, what was the lesson behind that? Are you here? <laughs> Guys, listen. Jesus took the wrath of God upon himself for us. And you can find that in Isaiah 53, 10 and 11. And I'm saying that to say, we got to get to the place where we understand that our sin debt, that which had me separated from God, has been satisfied in Jesus. And because of that, listen, guys, I am in right relationship with God because of Jesus. I have peace with God. I have been delivered from his judgment, from his wrath. Are you here? Watch this. If we have eternal life, this word of God says, the moment we receive Jesus, now has eternal life. I don't need to be saved from his wrath over in the by and by. See, already... My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So you're going to be judged on the deeds that you did. Are you here? But the sin debt has been paid. And the reason why this is important to understand that because if the new creation lives from the faith of Jesus, Pistis is living in agreement with God. That will be hard to do, daughter, if my perception of God is wrong. See, if my perception is wrong, I would never believe, Minister K, that I can receive this. Even yeah, me, me, me and little, you know, we working on some stuff. But if I believe me and my wife got to be perfect, our relationship in order for God to bless, see, that will hinder me from receiving If I believe God's not going to increase my finances and get me out of debt until I act right, see, that's what you, that'll be your portion because that's what you believe. 
You have to know it's not based upon what you do. It's based upon how you believe. Watch this. And if you believe right, the doing right will take care of itself. Come on, let's get a load of hand clap and praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.